Well, thanks again for listening to the Park Hills podcast. If you want more information on the things that we're doing, go to parkhillschurch.com or the Park Hills Church app. So I'm sitting here today with the newest member of our pastoral team, and his name is Parker Lundberg. Hi, Parker. Hey, Chris. So we wanted to introduce him to you, the listener slash congregation member, so you can get to know our our youth pastor just a little bit more. So uh, let's just start with, hey, Parker, where did you you come from? Where where did you just graduate from? And what are your overall plans for life? So many good questions. And a lot of questions in a row. Yeah, so where'd you come come from? Where did I come from? I came from Cloquet, Minnesota, born and raised for 18 years. And then I went off to college at a one-year Bible school in the middle of nowhere in Wisconsin. It's on a Christian camp called Silver Birch Ranch. Nice. But the college was called Nicolay Bible Institute. So I went there for a year, again, one-year Bible college. And then I transferred to, I think you, you might be familiar with this one, Trinity. I am. I'm familiar. Yeah. Okay. You're, you're getting a demon. Yeah. I'm getting yeah. a demon at <laughs> Trinity. Yeah. Probably yes. the worst name degree of all time. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But uh, yeah, I just graduated from Trinity International University with my bachelor's of Bible and ministry. Sweet. And what do you want to do with your life? What, what are your overall goals with life? Yeah. <laughs> Man, you have all the great questions. Yeah. Well, what do I want to do with my life? Well, I lo- absolutely love students, so that is why I'm the youth pastor here. Yep. I would love to serve students and serve Christ in that way. Um, I have a pretty interesting, pretty unique testimony uh, that uh, hits pretty hard for some people, um, and it has to do with my youth, youth life, and I don't want the youth to go through the same things that I did, at least not alone, not without Jesus Christ at the center of their life. So, Amen. Yeah. So you don't have to go into full detail with the testimony, because I'm sure you'll use some of this in lessons and sermon stuff down the road. And plus, this is being recorded online, so you're, you're free here to decide what you do share and don't share. But I would love to hear some of that testimony, and I'm sure people that are listening would love to get to know you a little more. So yeah, what happened? What What's the story of how Jesus grabbed a hold of you? Yeah, born and raised, small town, Cloquet, Minnesota, about half the size of Freeport, a little more woodsy than farmland, but <laughs> so that's that's a little bit of a difference there. Um, but I'm used to the small town feel. Grew okay. up in two split homes, so one with my mom, one with my dad, uh, and then eventually, probably around, you know, I don't know, I think I think it was a three. Okay. I have a little tapestry on my wall that says I got baptized. Oh, cool. Yes. So I got baptized in the Lutheran church. My grandmother really pushed for that, so I got baptized. And I had no idea what that meant. Sure. So I just, you know, little three-year-old me was very happy when the congregation cheered for when my head came out of the water. <laughs> but then, you know, sports and activities uh, became too much uh, at school. So I just became, you know, an athlete a student athlete. Mm-hmm. Uh, baseball's my passion. I love baseball. I know everybody talks about me being a volleyball player, but baseball is really where, um, really has my heart. So I was 
going through life as a little little kid, little hooligan, and uh, eventually things started getting a little more difficult in my life. My mom was having some struggles and couldn't even take care of me. Mm. I would actually say that I was taking care of her more than she was taking care of me by the age of around eight. And I think she realized that one day, and she dropped me off at Dad's house and never came back. Hmm. Yeah, so that was really tough. And I lived uh, lived in a very interesting household uh, with my dad and my stepmom, who I really did not like. Not because she wasn't a good person, but just because she wasn't my mom. Yeah. Yeah. So I lived in that household ever since, uh, permanently, ever since I was eight, um, and... I hated it. Hmm. I hated it. I was an angry kid. I was angry at my mom. I was angry at God. I didn't even really know God, but I assumed he was real and I was angry at him. Yeah. And yeah, I was depressed. I I had a hole that needed yeah. to be filled. So I went through life trying to fill it with all the wrong things. Sure. Uh, I tried to fit in. I tried to be cool, tried to make a name for myself, especially in the middle school years. Uh, and really got bullied, didn't really get accepted until around eighth grade, going into my freshman year. Finally found a crowd, but for all the wrong reasons. Mm. Uh, and I'll probably share more in depth about that a little bit later. Sure. But yeah, not not doing some good godly things. Uh, you know, the world seeks and we find things in the world that we think satisfy us. And that's what I found. And it was only temporary. But sophomore year of high school rolls around, and my best friend Ryan, shout out to him. Hopefully, maybe he gets to listen to this. Hey, Ryan. Welcome to the Park Hills Podcast. Yeah, Ryan Johnson is awesome. He uh, invited me to this thing called a youth group. Yeah. And I was like... Which sounds weird for most people when they first hear it, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, what the heck is that, man? And this was during my party scene, right? And so he was like, it's lit. It's like a party. And I'm like... If, it, if that's the case, I'm going to be there because I'm the life of the party. <laughs> so I went to youth group and, man, let me tell you that source of satisfaction that I had been seeking for a while mm. now as a child, I got a glimpse of it. Cool. That first day I stepped into the youth room at Grace Church in Cloquet, Minnesota. Everybody accepted me, welcomed me, loved me, cared about me, asked about me, greeted me, fill in the blank. I felt very cared for and very loved. So I kept going. I kept going every Wednesday and then eventually every Sunday too. Cool. I, wanted to, I wanted to be a part of that. That's something that I wanted to be a part of, this big youth family. Mm-hmm. So by sophomore, junior year, that was my family. I was not home. I was always at the church. Sure. I was always at the youth room or I was always at friend's house hanging out, doing, you know, hooligan stuff mm-hmm. as a high schooler. And uh, then junior year rolls around and... I was just so depressed. Hmm. Things were really tough at home. My stepmom and my dad were constantly fighting, and I felt like I was a part of the fights. I felt like I caused some of them. And so I really took it upon myself to change. I mean, I I was really struggling, struggling with my sports, struggling with my academics, struggling with my home life. Again, I wasn't really home, but uh, so I decided to change it around. By the time summer of after my junior year, before senior year, I said, okay, I set some goals for myself. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to pick up the grades. I'm going to, I'm going to actually do my chores at home. <laughs> uh, I'm going to get bigger, faster, stronger. I'm going to get a starting spot on varsity for, for <laughs> baseball. And that's what I was going to do. 
And the cool part is I, I did do that. And I loved it. I loved that I changed things around. Things seemed to die down at home a little bit. Mm -hmm. I actually kind of wanted to be more home at that time. But, you know, like I said, things are just temporary mm -hmm. on this earth. And that all, all of that middle ground kind of just ended a month before graduation where my stepmother called me after school one day and said, hey, I just want to say I love you. And I was like, that's weird. Mm -hmm. We don't really say that. But at, by this time, you know, go, junior, senior year, I'd realized, you know, this woman's actually really good in my life. And I was really caring about her. I, I really cared about her because I knew that she really cared for me, even though she wasn't my biological mom. She did a great job at being my mother. And I was like, yeah, you, yeah, you know what? I love you too. And then she said, but I'm never coming back. Mm. And I was just like, what? Mm. Everything that I had been dealing with for these past eight to 10 years, just all of it came rushing back. PTSD, depression, mm -hmm. anxiety, mm -hmm. all of it rushed back. And I fell into a deep hole again. I was doing all the same things I knew I probably shouldn't do. And I didn't care, honestly. I right. didn't really care. Right. But I, I went to, it was a youth night. It was a Wednesday night. So I went to youth group just bawling. And my youth pastor gave some announcements. And he said, hey, we're going to districts next weekend. You better show up. It's going to be the best weekend of your life. And that was the last thing that I wanted to do <laughs> in that moment, especially with the events that had just taken place sure. in the Arby's parking lot. Because <laughs> I got Arby's after practice going to youth group. And, uh, but I went because I had turned in my permission slip already. I turned in my money. He wouldn't give me my money back. I don't know if that's legal <laughs> or not, but he said, you're going. <laughs> so I went. But you learned a strategy that you'll use oh, for yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Hopefully yeah. youth don't listen to that. <laughs> so I went and let me tell you, one of the best weekends of my life, Good. if not the best weekend of my life, because I found Jesus and I, I came to know him actually, not just like he's somewhere or he's something or someone. Sure. But I came to know him as my Lord and Savior. And the speaker there on a Saturday night, his name was Runks Runkles, shout out, Runks Runkles. And he said that God is your heavenly father, so like a parent figure, who will never leave you. That hit hard because I had two mothers that yeah. walked out on me. Yeah. Never forsake you, never forget about you. Always love you, no matter what, unconditionally. So it didn't matter how terribly I did at things or how great I did at things. I couldn't increase God's love or decrease it. He sure. just loved me yeah. to the most. And I was like, that's exactly what I need right now. That's sweet. Yeah. So I, I came to know the Lord and I learned about believer's baptism. So I got baptized a second time about two weeks later and I graduated high school and I went off to Nicolay Bible Institute and then eventually Trinity. Now I'm here. That, that's amazing. I, and I love your story. There's so much there that we could, uh, you know, dive into, but we're going to save a lot of that for later. We can't blow all of the sermon <laughs> illustrations in one podcast. That would just be a terrible thing. So I think, you know, you being a student ministry guy, when I talk to you, and I don't know if I've talked to you about this, but what impressed me the most about you was your heart for students, your heart for discipleship. And when we first talked, I was finishing a long run and was walking home trying to recover, and I was out of breath, and you stuck with me, which was great. But in the middle of that conversation, you kept talking about, you kept using the same words, discipleship or disciple-making. You were using them interchangeably, and then you were talking about this idea of 
of just showing students Jesus. And you made this comment of, I want to be there for the hooligans because I was a hooligan and my youth pastor was there for me. And I was like, this might be our guy. And so I got off the phone with you and I was praying for you and like looking forward to the, the future conversations. And you are here now. So with that said, what what makes you passionate about student ministries? What do you love about students? What are you excited to get involved here with as far as students go? Yeah. Yeah. So one, one of the things that we did at Nicolay Bible Institute, NBI, was cardboard testimonies. So mm. on the one side of the testimony, of the cardboard, sorry, you would write something that described your life before Christ. Right. I am blank or I dealt with blank or this was who I was. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. So my best friend, Ryan, who I mentioned previously in my a little bit of my testimony, I loved his cardboard testimony. On one side, he said that he was a hopeless hooligan. <laughs> and then it turned around and then it said hopeful hooligan. If I, I think I'm remembering that yeah, right. I like that though. Yeah. But in the same way, I want to help the helpless hooligans out there in middle school and high school. Mm -hmm. And there's no shortage of troubles that people are dealing with, especially students. Mm -hmm. uh, wherever you go, whether it's Freeport or whether it's South, North, East, West, whatever, students are struggling. And I don't want them to be helpless. I want them to be hopeful hooligans yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in, in Christ. I yeah. want them to know Jesus because he, man, he's just so amazing and he loves us. Yeah. He loves us so much and he wants to help us. And sometimes that's hard for us to hear because maybe we don't want help, but there's hope in Jesus and we can be hooligans of hope and not hopeless ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. So I, I do want to, I do want to help the students come to know Jesus, to grow in their knowledge of who Jesus is and how much he just cares for them. And I want them to engage in spiritual disciplines. Mm. I, want them, I want them to love God's word. I want them to desire it. I want them to, you know, put all other things off to the side and say, no, I'm going to read my Bible today. Yeah. I want to. This is something I want to do. Or, you know what? I'm going to wake up tomorrow and I'm going to read... I'm going to read half of the book of John. Like, that'd be crazy. Yeah, <laughs> that, that'd be that'd awesome. That'd be super cool. But, yeah, and I think it takes small steps of growth, right? The kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. Mm -hmm. It starts out small, and slowly over time, it becomes this big, massive thing. And I think that's what we have to be patient with student ministry all the time because that's what the kingdom of God's like. We've got to be patient. And so I'm going to be praying for a lot of patience in, in this role, but I'm just so excited to see God grow this this group of hooligans into a big ministry filled with hope in, in his son. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. So you've, you've had a, a, a person wandering around with you in the hallways. I'm not sure the, what you're talking about. The last couple of days. Uh, so what is her name and uh, what does she mean to you? Yeah. Madison uh, is my significant other. She is my girlfriend. Some people have gotten that confused a little bit. There's been some miscommunication, but she's my girlfriend. <laughs> yes, not fiance, not wife. She's my girlfriend, and she is the sweetest person you'll ever meet. She's great. She really is great. She's here today, actually, hanging out with us, helping us move some very heavy <laughs> equipment, <laughs> the vending machines. But, yeah, I, I love her so much, and the way that she demonstrates Christ's love to me makes me think, yeah, this is a forever type thing. So Sweet. soon, soon enough, 
Hopefully she's not outside the door listening. I don't think she is because she wanted to rearrange my office. Yeah. What a great organizer she is. <laughs> <laughs> Helpful. But, uh, she's a helpmate. Yeah. yeah. This, this weekend we're going to uh, a friend's wedding of ours. Friends of ours wedding. And then next weekend I'm going to see her in Colorado and propose. Wow. Which I am really excited about. Hopefully she says yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that'd be yeah. embarrassing if she didn't. Here's hoping. There's hope. <laughs> there, there's hope in Jesus. <laughs> that, that is that is absolutely correct. So sweet, love it. Well, Parker, we just wanted to invite you to the podcast and get the get folks to get to know you a little bit. Hopefully, if you're listening to this, you're going, man, I'd, I'd like to spend a little more time with Parker and get to know him. And we would love that. And we'd also love it if you if you're thinking, man, I would love to work with a guy who wants to move hooligans from being hopeless to hopeful. Hmm. What a great opportunity to jump on board right now and dive into student ministry. So whatever phase or facet you are in your faith, there's probably space for you in either the youth or the children's team. So we'd love to see you on that and dive right in because there's a ton of kids like Parker. I was a kid like Parker. There's a ton of kids like Parker all over the place that just need somebody that's going to love them enough to pull them aside and go, no, no, there's more to your life than what you think there is. So we're hoping that this is the start of something really, really special here at Park Hills. And uh, we're looking forward to the years from now when we can go, man, look what God's doing in student ministry. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Yeah. Feel free to say hi. I'd love to meet some more people, but uh, please be gracious with me. I'm learning names still. It's only been a couple, two or three weeks in, and I'm already practicing. And you're doing great so far. <laughs>